0: Once again, to the Ezekiel 3710 podcast, Dennis is here today on this beautiful Resurrection Sunday with words of hope and encouragement. Welcome to the podcast. As we start today, I want to just pray with you and I want to read a verse of scripture with you beginning in Philippians, the fourth chapter. And I'm, this scripture, let it, let it sink into your heart and into your mind. It will show you how to keep your mind in a state of peace. Remember, the Holy Spirit, the Bible says that he does not give you a spirit of fear. If you're afraid, if you're anxious, don't be afraid. Because the Spirit of Christ is What? He said he didn't give you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. God wants us to have a sound mind in this day that we live. He doesn't want us to walk in fear. He wants us to walk in his grace, in his mercy, and he wants us to reflect the nature of Jesus Christ. In Philippians, the fourth chapter, Paul talking to the church of Philippi. Beginning with verse 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Always means always. And again, I will say rejoice. In other words, he underlines it. Very important to rejoice in God. You let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. In other words, God's watching us. And God's aware of every situation. And he's, he cares about the attitude of our heart. And he he cares about the attitude that we show to other people. It says to all men, your neighbors, God wants you to be rejoicing. And then he goes on and says in verse 6, Be anxious for nothing. Don't be anxious. Don't let anxiety reign in your life. But in everything, in prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. Do you... Are you praying or are you fretting? Are you worrying or are you giving it to God? I promise you, if we will learn to give it to God with prayer and thanksgiving, it takes away the anxiety. It takes away the anxiousness, the nervousness, the uncertainty. You can turn, you can turn on the tube and they don't know where we're going. But I'll tell you what, you can open the book the word of God and it'll tell you that all things he has under control he's a good God and he doesn't leave us without comfort the Holy Spirit was sent and he said that he was not a spirit of fear he did not give you a spirit of fear but a power love and sound mind self-control God wants us to be those who are under his control those who are not anxious And then it goes on, it says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer, supplication, thanksgiving. Always put thanksgiving into your request, and your supplication, and your prayers. Let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God that goes beyond all understanding. In other words, you're not going to be able to understand it. It's a supernatural peace of God, and He wants it to be part of you. He wants it to be yours to possess that confidence in God, And the scripture says that this peace will guard your heart and mind. It's a military word. It's a guard over your heart and over your mind. And it comes through Jesus Christ. That's verse 7. Verse 8 says, and if you want to maintain this, it goes on. It says, finally, brethren, whatever things are pure, noble, things that are of just Whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. So what I believe is, is that God is telling us, don't meditate on the stuff, you, everything that you see on the news. Get your mind on God, things that are lovely, things that are of a good report, that Jesus is coming again, that he has all things under control. Get into the word and get into prayer. And God will guard your hearts. And if you will direct your thoughts towards the things that are of a good report. The things that are of virtue. If anything is praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Father God, thank you for your grace and your goodness. Lord, as we go to um, the word today. Lord, we thank you that you did raise. You have risen from the grave and you said behold i am alive forevermore and we believe that and you hold the keys of hell and haze the grave you hold all things father you are powerful and your word is alive in us i pray that you quicken us by the power of your spirit father we give you praise and thanks and we give you thanks for all things in jesus name amen As we open the word, I want you to open to Luke, the 24th chapter in the first verse. We're going to talk about the resurrection. Verse 1 says, And on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and certain women with them came to the tomb bringing spices, which they had prepared now what had happened was jesus had already died he had already been crucified jesus our lord had been laid in the tomb and he had been there for three days and during this three days the 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 these women were waiting because his body had not been anointed the spice and the oil had not been anointed, and his body had not been prepared for his supposed death. Oh, he had died, but he was no longer dead. Now, on the first day of the week, which was Sunday, these women got up and they prepared the spices. It says that they already had prepared them. And they brought the oil and the spices, and they were going to come, and they were going to anoint his body for death. every man that died in that culture would be anointed for death. But if you remember when Jesus, at the beginning of his ministry, about three and a half years earlier, Jesus had entered into the temple and he proceeded to take the scroll of Isaiah. And he unrolled the scroll and what he said in the scroll of Isaiah, it's recorded earlier in the gospel. And he says he took and he he began to read from the scroll. And the scroll said that the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me. You see, Jesus had already been anointed. He had been anointed by the living God. He had been called to a purpose that was to save mankind from their sins. He had been called to a purpose that was beyond any other man being able to accomplish. Because Jesus Christ himself was God in the flesh. And he had come to do the desire of his Father in heaven. And Jesus himself proclaimed that this day, it has this, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. In other words, what was spoken hundreds of years earlier by the prophet Isaiah had been accomplished that day when Jesus stood up in the temple and he had proclaimed that God and God alone had anointed him, hallelujah. You can be confident in this, that if God anoints a man, and God anointed Christ above every man that will ever be anointed for the purposes for which he was sent. He was anointed to be the Lamb of God. John the Baptist, when Jesus came to, at the beginning of his ministry, to be baptized in the River Jordan, John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. Hallelujah. Jesus was the Lamb of God, and he's still the Lamb of God. Access to heaven, access to eternal life, and access to the Father is through him, and only him. Thank you, Father. So verse 5 of Luke, the 24th chapter, says, And they were afraid and they bowed their faces to the earth. Let's go back. Let's go to verse 3. And they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened as they were greatly perplexed about this that behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. So they had encountered, they had an angelic encounter. They're looking for Jesus. And they find a couple um, angels. Then as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they they said to them, This is the angel speaking to the women. Why do you look for the living amongst the dead? He is not here, but he is risen. You know, we need to not look for the living. Do not look for things that are alive in a cemetery. Do not look for things that are going to give life amongst the things that are dead. Many people look for life in many different ways, in many different places. But I'm here to tell you, many things can bring temporary fulfillment, but they will not bring life. Only the Lord Jesus Christ can bring complete and total contentment and life. So when you're looking for life, don't go to a cemetery. When you're looking for life, come to the cross, come to Jesus, come to the resurrection, come to that thing, those things which can and do bring life. So that question, why do you look, why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here. He's not in the cemetery. He has risen. Hallelujah. Greatest news that you could proclaim today that Jesus Christ has risen. Hallelujah. And then they remind these women. And they said, Remember how he spoke to you when he was in Galilee. And he said, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified. And the third day rise again. And verse 8 says, And they remembered his words. You know, God is a good God. God speaks into our lives and he tells us the things that are yet to come. All the way through scripture, God tells us what tomorrow brings. But sometimes we wonder and we don't see it until it's upon us, until we're in the middle of it. And then we go, oh yeah, yeah. I remember well I want to tell you I want to encourage you that if you're not in the word and if you're not in prayer the answers are in the book people the answers are in the book God is a good God he does not leave us without instruction and in prayer and with the word in front of us get down sit down take 10 minutes take 20 minutes ask God to open his word and show you what's going on. He wants to reveal his word to us. So here the angels remind the women and they said, do you not remember when he said, when he was still alive, still in Galilee, before he had ever been crucified, he told you what would happen. The son of man must be delivered up into the hands of sinful men. He must be what? Crucified and the third day rise again. Hallelujah. He spoke and he told them what was about to happen, but they didn't see it until it happened. And then he reminded them of it. And verse eight says that they remembered his words. Then they returned from the tomb and told all these things to the 11 or the apostles, the disciples and to all the rest. You know, when God speaks, we get a revelation that Jesus is alive, that he's coming again, that he has a reward with him, and that he is our help, our, he, he, he's, he's alive. There's absolutely no better news that you could tell someone else. So the women were told by the angels, and then they themselves became those who went to tell others. If you, would, if you would turn with me to Philippians, the third chapter, beginning with verse 8. Just want to expound a little bit on this, and I want to end in, I believe it's verse 10, but follow with me, beginning in verse 8. Yet indeed, this is Paul speaking. Yet indeed, I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord. So Paul here begins and he says, you know what? Everything that I've experienced, both good and bad, ups and downs, every situation in life, I count it as loss or as if it, it didn't even matter for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my lord. Jesus works in our lives through the circumstances of life and he teaches us wisdom and he teaches us who he is. So Paul here is has faced a lot of calamity, a lot of problems, persecution, etc. and he says, "You know what? I count it as loss." Because I'm getting to know the knowledge of Christ, Jesus, my Lord. He says, For whom I have suffered the loss of all things. Jesus himself on the cross suffered loss of all things, but he gained everything. He gained eternity with the Father. He accomplished all things, but when he hung on that tree, there was no one to hang there with him. He alone suffered loss. For our sake. And here Paul's saying that he had also suffered loss of a lot of things. And then he says, And I count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. In other words, he was looking around him and he goes, You know what? There's nothing that compares. What I'm going through right now, it's not a thing. It's just like garbage for the cause of Christ, that I may gain Christ and be found in him having. Not, not, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. In other words, everything that he had tried to do. Salvation did not come through works. It doesn't come through works of righteousness. It came by accepting by faith that Jesus Christ had paid the penalty on the cross. He had died and he rose again. That's the real message of the resurrection, that we don't have to die eternally, but we can live with Christ, through Christ, by faith in Christ. The righteousness which is from God by faith. Hallelujah. The faith that we have, the righteousness we have, the standing, declared righteous, not perfect, but declared righteous because of God's perfection through Christ. Of Jesus Christ's perfection, Jesus Christ was the perfect atoning sacrifice. At the time of of atonement, he gave his life. All right. Now look at verse 10, and we'll close with this scripture. It says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Look at that. You see, Paul says... I want a personal relationship with this Savior. I want a personal relationship with Jesus. It says that I may know Him. That's intimacy with God through Christ. That I may know Him and the power of His resurrection. Now, a question is this Are you going through things? Am I going through things? Are we suffering loss? Maybe it's your mobility. Most of us. Most of us, it's our income, Difficulties on the right and the left. So here's the question: Are you allowing these things like Paul was, he was suffering loss. But he says, through the loss, if I keep my focus, as we, we talked earlier, about what we meditate on, what we think about, and that's found in Philippians the fourth chapter but through the loss that Paul was experiencing he was allowing it to bring him closer he says it is i count all these things that i'm losing all the things i'm going through all the troubles of life he says i count them as as they say in spanish basura it was garbage It had no effect on him. He did not allow it to affect his life. He didn't allow it to take his joy. He did not allow it to take his peace. He set his affection and his desires on the things above. He meditated on things, as it says in Philippians 4, verse 8. Things that were noble, things that were true. What is it true that is in your life? What things are true in your life? What things are noble? What things are in front of you that you can begin to think and thank God for? That's how you keep your mind steadfast on God and how you can come through this situation that we're in. You can take advantage of what the enemy would try to take advantage of you on. You can use a negative to bring about a positive. That scripture that says, what the enemy meant for evil, God means for good. God did not leave you any way, in any way uh, without any uh, other course. He gave you a spirit, a power, a sound mind, and of love. That's the spirit of God. That's what God wants to give to every believer in times of trouble and in times of stress. In times of of sickness. I don't care what you're going through. If you will understand this purpose. That God wants to bring eternal life through us. And it says here that I may know him. And the power of his resurrection. There's a power in the resurrection of Jesus. There's a power of knowing this Jesus. Who did not stay in the grave. But he arose on the third day. Even as he said. I'm telling you, we need to know God. We need to know God through Jesus, through prayer, through what we think about, through what we meditate on, through uh, 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 these thankfulness and giving thanks and praise in every situation, and knowing what we do, what we knowing the One in whom we put our trust and our confidence. That I may know Him and the power of His resurrection, the fellowship of His suffering. Being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection for the dead. So, what he's saying here, he says, I'm going to go through some of the same things that Jesus went through. I may go through some sufferings. We're going through some suffering times right now, some testing. You either go through it with Christ, in confidence, on your knees, with the word. In prayer, developing that, friend, that, that fellowship, that friendship with Christ, that I may know Him. What is the cry of your heart? This resurrection time, this Easter time, what is the cry of your heart? Are you crying and are you saying that I may know Him? Lord God, let me know you and the power of your resurrection. Jesus Christ did not just raise from the dead to make a show of things. He rose from the dead so that you could have victory over sin, hell, the grave. Jesus Christ is the same today, yesterday, and tomorrow, forever. He forever lives, the scripture says in Hebrews. He's always there. He's he's in heaven right now waiting to hear your prayers. And he makes intercession for you. You may not even know what to say. You start with, Lord, forgive me. Cleanse me. Set me free. and Let me walk in the power of your resurrection. Father God, I thank you today. Thank you for the ability and the privilege of, um, of serving you. Thank you that you are alive. Thank you, Father. I pray for anyone. I pray for anyone, Father, that desires to know you and the power of your resurrection. Lord, make it alive to them, to, to them today, the power of your resurrection, that we may know you and we may walk before you. Father, your word says in, in Philippians 4, it says that we should be anxious for nothing. Lord, let us not be afraid. Let us not let anxiety overpower us. But Father, for, I believe it's verse 6, be anxious for nothing. In everything, with prayer and supplication, as it says there, Father, with thanksgiving, we make our requests known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses, goes beyond all understanding. Lord, let your peace, that we can't even understand, Let the peace of God, which goes beyond all understanding, guard our hearts and our minds through Jesus Christ. We give you thanks and praise, Father. Thank you that you rose from the dead. And thank you that you are the power, that you have the power, and that you are the power, and you are the authority in this earth Thank you for everything that you're doing, and thank you again that you're coming again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.